previously on Fill My Cup, we journeyed through dreams and figured out why bitter adults are, well, bitter adults. They were once bright, young, 20-somethings who had dreams of their own. However, life and reality hit them the same way it has hit me now that I, too, am a bright, young, 20-something. One thing I learned through this episode is that although it is easy to admit that I am afraid to fail, I believe for the first time ever, I realize that I am also afraid to succeed. Then again, I guess the saying rings true. If your dreams don't scare you, well, you're not dreaming big enough. Today on Fill My Cup, we pack our bags and journey to America. Now, y'all, if you're expecting a Eddie Murphy type of coming to America episode, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not a princess. I'm not, like, you know, well-versed on that movie. Actually, I haven't seen the movie in its entirety, so, yeah. I just know that there was a prince, he came to America, and ish went left real quick, so... But anyway, do not use that movie to measure the actual immigrant struggle, okay? It's, no, that's not how coming to America was. At least not for me. Maybe for Eddie Murphy, but not for me at all. Okay, now today on Fill My Cup, we pack our bags and journey to America. In this episode, we learn a thing or two about how the grass is not always greener on the other side. So... Grab a glass of something good and we fill our cups in America. Is it this America? Is that why you think you are better than me? Well, I will show you. Bet it. Next year, I will be living in this America too. Bet it. Those were the closing lines of a heated argument between my mom and my aunt. Even at the age of 11, I knew well enough to know that when my mom got in one of those screaming matches, it would be best for everyone to let her have her moment. So this time was no different. It all started the minute our plane landed a few years Traditionally, my when you see an elder, you're supposed to frustrate, kneel, or at least get low enough so it looks like However, when you've come out of a flight and JFK with my mom who has really bad travel anxiety, remembering culturally appropriate greetings is not, and I repeat, not on top of the priorities. My sister greeted my aunt with an enthusiastic good afternoon. Ordinarily, that greeting should suffice, but I guess the heat wave from the third sun had got to her. Plus, JFK is never a short drive unless he is two minutes away. Now, I know for folks Please in California, the like, saying usually is, if someone drives all the way to LAX to come pick you up, bro, that's real fucking love, right? That's real love. Now, in New York, if someone drives all the way to JFK to either drop you off or pick you up, Jesus. Your attention, please. Marry you. Please do not or smoke bro, in the terminal building. No one drives to Absolutely. Areas. No Thank one you. drives to JFK just for a little flight. Uh-uh. Doesn't happen. So, anyway, I digress. JFK is never a short drive. Well, unless, well, you live two minutes away, right? I 
guess it would be a shocking review. But I suppose this was no ordinary day, because my aunt was livid. She made a snide comment about my sister not kneeling, and that really ticked off my mom, but she let bygones be. Now, fast forward a few years later, my dad was not able to make the trip to America, so it was just my mom and my siblings. Now, I'm not sure exactly what was the straw that broke the camel's back. However, as night fell and we were packing our bags, trying and obviously failing, to make sure our bags weighed 50 pounds each, I think there is a, there's literally, there, there is, there is a joke in there somewhere because honestly, Nigerians cannot pack to save their lives. Like, I think that's our toxic trait. Anyway, words were said and insults were exchanged between both women. And from that day, my mom vowed that come hell or high water, she too would make her way to America. Not to visit. Oh no. Her days of summer vacationing across the Atlantic Ocean was long gone. The next time she vowed to herself, it would be to stay for good. Upon arrival, she didn't waste time before she started planting the seed into my dad's head. And truly enough, an opportunity presented itself. And exactly one year later, my mom flew out to America. And by the end of the school year, July 28, 2009, a few days after my 12th birthday, I said goodbye to a life I once knew and boarded a plane to America. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be back home for another seven, maybe eight years. In part, this was the beginning of the end of my normal, traditional, nuclear family life. I mean, I didn't know it. My mom didn't know it. I mean, maybe my dad did, but I don't think he did. I mean, maybe he did. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. So at first, we lived in Boston with some family friends, but then they had to move, so obviously we had to move. And then we found ourselves in Houston, Texas. Y'all, I know we've been having like a heat wave in New York, but trust me, you never want to experience one in Texas because let's just say you might as well just throw yourself in molten lava because you might as well just throw yourself in lava because why like seriously it's so unnecessarily <laughs> it's so unnecessarily hot anyway as the school year started to approach i got anxious because i couldn't find a school placement now i remember one time my mom and i trekked to the shops to get some things and on our way back some white girls were laughing at us because my mom carried some of the load on her head. Now, if you know anything about Africans, like, they would go to the river and, like, they'd fetch water in a bucket and put it on their head. Because, honestly, like, carrying things on your hands, bro, that's too much work, bro. However, carrying things on your head, first of all, talk about balance. I, like, anyway, I was embarrassed. So, I mean, I'm talking all this smack right now, but, like, I was embarrassed back then. But anyway, eventually... I got placed, and then I met my first friend, Raven. I don't quite recall how we became friends, but somehow we did. And I remember she looked like me, and she didn't mind the fact that I had a weird accent, so it worked out. Plus, we would always walk to school together, and then we'd walk back home, although we didn't quite live in the same neighborhood. Now, before meeting Raven, I was a bit of a loner for what was like, I don't know, like one week. Actually, now I think about it. I think I remember how we met. 
So it was my first day at Albright Middle School. Yes, I remember it. And actually, I think I still have like the gym t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, like, not that I honestly, I don't have like problems letting go of like things. I'm not a hoarder either. It's just, um, I literally like, I'm home 99% of the time. Even if like I'm not home in New York home, like I'm inside. 99% of the time so I tend to have like a bunch of like house clothes and I you know like middle school gym shirts like I, I never grew out of mine so thankfully they still fit so yeah but anyway so <laughs> my mom dropped me off at school she signed up for all the papers and then she pretty much left me to fend for myself right now unfortunately for me it just so happened to be lunch period now let's do a little math let's do a little math New student plus first day plus lunch equals loser. Now, <laughs> I headed into the cab and grabbed my lunch. Now, being a new kid, I thought I'd just sit anywhere. But turns out I could not. And my internal monologue went haywire. Kind of like Lizzie McGuire. Oh, that kind of rhymed. Bars. Okay, let me stop. I'm sorry. Y'all, it is like legit. 1230 well 1238 a.m. in the morning and now don't ask me why don't ask me why I'm recording it at 1238 a.m. in the morning just just don't we don't want to get into it anyway <laughs> anyway cut to day two of middle school and I kind of figured out how things worked now in the calf you seat by your class not necessarily however you want and Raven so happened to be in my class, and I'm sure she must have started a conversation because I doubt I was that forthcoming. Then there was these two girls who made fun of me. Now, they made fun of the way I looked. They made fun of the way I spoke. It was so bad, like, I would not answer questions in class because if I spoke, they'd say something. It just got so redundant. Now... I was like the new kid, right? So because I was a new kid and they picked on me all the time, I would like get my lunch from the calf and I would go eat it in the bathroom. I know, gross. But y'all, it was, <laughs> you know what? Thank God for gross because them girls, they did a number on me, okay? They did a number on me. But anyway, fast forward to December 2009. My mom comes back. Okay, yeah, I, let me backtrack. So. Between, like, I guess I started school in September, sometime between September and October, October, my mom came back to Nigeria, and then December she came back, and then we came to New York City. Now, I feel like it's always so dramatically done in movies, but when I came in December, I saw snow for the first time, and it was pretty cool, but, like, I mean, I wasn't dumb enough to go start making snow angels, like, what do I look like? I don't... Anybody want no damn frostbite? Anyway, in January, I started middle school all over again. Well, not all over. I started off in the middle of the school year or whatever. And um, by then, I figured out how to do with these American kids because if it's one thing that American kids are is they be, y'all, I'm not even trying to, like, generalize, but they be not even ignorant, right? They're ignorant, as in I-G-N-A-N-T, yeah, they're ignorant, <laughs> not even, I wouldn't even, like, dignify them with the proper term of ignorant, no, 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 ignorant, anyway, so, 
this is what like I remember vividly and I promise you I'm not making this up so like they would ask me like where are you from and so I knew enough to say to not say actually that I was from Nigeria because you know we were having identity issues I was embarrassed we're gonna talk about that another time but they'd be like oh yeah where are you from and I'd just be like Texas and then they'd be like do they have cars in Texas or do they use horses? Y'all, I wish I was making this up, but I swear I'm not. I remember looking him dead in the eye and being like, cars, they, um, they, 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 they drive, um, <coughs> they drive cars in, in Texas. Yeah, cars. Now, middle school was not as bad, mainly because I only had, like, five months to spend in there, and then I was in high school, and if y'all want to know, like, how my high school was, just pause this right now, go to episode six. Now, that was, I'm not talking about that, because that was a long time ago, and we're not, nah, I've already done that episode, so, anyway, (laughs) All I would say is, right, high school, it was just a lot of boy drama, as usual, you know. But high school, I would say, was probably the best and worst years in America. I would say it was, like, the best because I was not much of an outsider, in a sense. I kind of found my quote-unquote people. But it was also such, like, a bad couple of years because came sophomore year was the end of my parents' marriage. I don't know how I handled it. I suppose I handled it the way one handles any bad news, to be honest. Now, in the years of my parents being divided by Atlantic Ocean, I guess my dad found time to date other people, so he eventually married someone else. You know how they say, like, a man never leaves his girl for the side chick? Well, apparently, my dad didn't get the memo because he pulled a Warriors and lost a 3-1 lead in the marriage department. Now, other than the disaster of their marriage falling apart, I remember being in school, especially the first day of classes, and my teachers would call out names with so much ease. But when it got to my turn, I felt like I was at a comedy club where I was the joke. It usually starts with the teacher closely looking at the attendance sheet. And then, you know, like when they start twisting their lips from side to side, their glasses pushed back by their index finger, and then they have like, they take, well, actually, you know, they take a deep breath, followed by words like, I just know I'm gonna get this wrong. And then they proceed to get it wrong. So, like, right, so this is what will happen, right? My teachers, like, did call, you know, they do, like, you know, they call everyone's name, so. And then it got to my turn to be like, <coughs> I just know I'm gonna get this wrong. Actually, I don't. Why did I? Why did I just do that voice? Why? Why? Uh. Okay. What time is it? It's twelve forty-four. Okay, that's why I just did that voice. Anyway, so I <laughs> I'm delirious. Okay. Anyway, so my teachers would be like, um, <coughs> I just know I'm going to. I let's see. Why did I even do that one? Y'all, pray for me. Okay. Right. It's just, hey. My teachers would be like, I just know I'm going to get this wrong. Oh, Ole? And then I'd be like, me, that, that's, 
that's that's me. I, I wouldn't even let them finish the whole thing. And then they'd be like, oh, how do you say it? And I'd be like, um, I mean, back then, like, I didn't see anything wrong with this. But as an adult, I realized that these teachers were able to say, like, Jamie Sarkovsky, Christoph Porzingis, and all these other, like, foreign names with so much ease. But when it came to my name, they'd start doing vocal gymnastics. Like, bruh, it's Olayinka. I mean, I honestly, I've, I have Americanized my name so many times. It is so sad. Anyway, eventually, I just told them to call me by my middle name. And obviously, they were happy to oblige. Now, over the years, I've gone from being too African in America to not being African enough when I'm in Nigeria. Uh, if I had a choice, maybe I would have stayed back home in Nigeria in the first place and just stuck with visiting America on summer holidays. At least in Nigeria, everyone said my name right, and I didn't have to relearn how to speak or spell. I simply did not have to be someone else. But also, I'm grateful for where I come from, because you can take me out of Nigeria, but you can't take Nigeria out of me. Now, America has become my home, away from home, for over a decade now, but it has and will never compare to where my heart lies. Now, this is not, like I said, I told y'all from the beginning, it's not a glamorous Eddie Murphy come into America blockbuster because there is nothing glamorous about uprooting your life to one-up someone else because they made you feel some type of way. Now, who knows? Maybe my parents would still be together, and maybe this move was exactly what needed to happen. I don't know. I don't deal in the unknown, so I don't know. However, I do know that it is imperative to water your own grass and not look at someone else's lawn. America, with all her beauty, has shown me that sometimes the grass is not greener on the other side. Because you know what? Sometimes somebody just went to Home Depot and got some real expensive fake grass. Okay, y'all. As usual, I am thankful for you tuning in and listening to today's episode. We are officially over halfway through season one of Fill My Cup. I've got two more episodes for y'all. And this wraps up the second episode for the month. Yeah, where is time going? I mean, speaking of time, it's, <laughs> it's almost one o'clock. Anyway, it's just about to be Christmas. Then again, like, how I skip, like, Halloween and Thanksgiving and all that stuff. I'm a mess. I will see y'all next month. So mark your, actually, don't mark your calendar. That's a lie. Don't do it because you're not going to see me September 1st. It's just not. It's just not going to happen. So, no. Anyway. Um, hopefully you're subscribed because that way you won't miss a new episode when it drops. Now you don't have to leave, but before you go, please don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever your poison is, we are serving it right here on Fill My Cup. And you can follow us on Fill My Cup Pod on Instagram. And you can also email us at fillmycuppod at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Be safe. And I'll see you on another episode of Fill My Cup. Thank you.